King me. King me. Or should I say, mouse. <laughs> Welcome to King Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast, the official podcast of The Little Blue Pill, the official podcast of Mouse. Yeah, dying with a fucking boner. Uh, going out on top. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, being uh, kind of a creep. Being a big old creep, right? Yeah. 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 No. We're going to get into the creepy stuff, but yeah. Maybe maybe trigger warning? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think definitely on this big old big old trigger warning right up top. Yeah, um, adult themes. Yeah. Uh, some some essay. Some stuff. some essay. Yes, T W S A. Yeah, yeah. This week, of course, it's Gerald's game week, baby. I've been looking forward to this one. You have been looking forward to this, you fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> much, much like Bruce Greenwood looks forward to a trip to the cabin, I look forward to a trip to Bruce Greenwood's cabin. <laughs> and I was excited. This is our first Flanagan, right? It is our first Flanagan. So, I was also really excited for that. Look, is it is it safe to say we're both Flanagan heads over here? Yeah. Would you... We're, s- we're, yeah, I'm a huge uh, fan of the Flan Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Flan Man fan. Yeah, <laughs> my Nick, my name for or my cute name for like fans of Mike Flanagan was going to be Mike Flanagan's Dogs, which is a very, very deep cut. I think uh, Fl- Flanagan's Dogs. Well, Mike, Mike. So it's a it's a line from like I think Clerks even. Where he says oh something about Walt Flanagan's dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus Christ, that's a yeah too that's, deep a cut. Uh, that's so deep it it came out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> In China, they're loving Mike Flanagan's yeah, yeah. dogs. It, it's a huge one, mm-hmm. a huge joke. They love it. Um, yeah. So uh, Mike Flanagan. This is our first Flanagan. Uh, not going to be our last. Um, I actually forgot that this was a Mike Flanagan movie until I started watching it. And uh, he does have, like, a look to his movies. Mm-hmm. And and besides, I mean, we were just talking about this on uh, King Me Babies, but uh, how directors have, like, their stable of actors. Yeah. And he's definitely one of those guys. Hey, and by the way, if you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck is he talking about? What? King, King Me Babies. Babies. They already said that. <laughs> and I don't remember them talking about a stable of guys when they did. Yeah, no, what? that's our new weekly series on the Patreon where we uh, we cover films from the Dollar Baby program where Stephen King licenses the rights to his movies to student filmmakers for one dollar. Yeah. And uh, so far we've talked about The Lawnmower Man. That's right. And uh, The Woman in the Room. Frank Darabont's first ever film. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's exciting stuff. So if you wanna if you wanna check out those dollar babies. Nah, but you probably wouldn't be interested in another weekly episode. Nah, forget it. Nah, that's nah, for nah. As, as we like to say, a certain class of listener. <laughs> right. You I mean, yeah. You wouldn't be interested in getting like a a new episode every Tuesday in your feed. Nah, but more bang for your buck, a great deal. That's not for you so much, is nah, it? No, 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 no. Anyway, moving right along. mike flanagan uh written by jeff howard do we know jeff from anything i don't know okay who gives a shit let's talk about the flan man 
The Flan Man. So <laughs> I haven't actually seen any of... No, I've, of course, seen Gerald's game. Yeah. And so I, you saw this before we watched it for this, right? Yeah. So I watched, I remember watching this when it first came out, um, really liking it, um, thinking it was, frankly, a bit dark. Being scared to death of the Moonlight Man. <laughs> yeah. Truly, like, one of the... It's it's a shame more people haven't seen this because the Moonlight Man de- man deserves to be memed to death. Oh my God! Yeah, he's <laughs> he is just he's everything the Slender Man wishes he could be. <laughs> You're right. You are hundred percent right. I yeah. Uh, the Moonlight Man is terrifying. Like on, um, honestly, like a an all time Stephen King scary movie guy. Yeah, and I mean. It, we'll get into it a little bit more, but the way that he is presented, um, you know, so so little uh, of him is shown, uh, you know, until the like the very end. Just his penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk about a slender man. Yeah. All right. Hey, whoa. All right. Mm. So who's in this movie? I don't know. Besides Carlo uh, Gugino. Carla, I don't know, fucking Bruce Greenwood or something. For all I know, Katie Siegel's in it. Talk about a stable of guys. She's a Flanagan guy. Yeah, she she's a big Flanagan head. She uh, she's married to. Is she really? (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Wow, good for both of them. I hope they're happy together. Yeah. (laughs) Why would I hope that? No, that's uh, no, that's nice of you to hope that. It's a very fruitful, fruitful, fruitful. It's a fruitful <laughs> artistic um, partnership that they have. It is, it is. And um, mazel to the happy couple. I hope it's equally fruitful in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> I joke, but of course, mazel to you both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what do we got here? What? So, all right. Did you? So you saw this when it first came out. Did you know the story at all? Were you aware of like what was uh, what the whole thing was about? I knew the premise um, okay. that much because you know we're past it now by a few years. But this was around the time of my year of spoilers, so it's kind of a miracle I didn't know what happened when this. Came oh, out. oh wow! My year of spoilers was when I would read the Wikipedia synopsis for every movie <laughs> yeah. before I saw it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, yeah, I mean, I I remember I knew the premise, because um, I remember when the book came out in like the nineties, mm-hmm. and I re- I just remember like, you know, I, I I liked at the time it was like more Stephen King like real like horror shit. It was more you know not that this isn't horror, but it was more like monsters and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this is I, I would say more of like kind of a thriller. Yeah. Um, I don't want to like, get too ahead of ourselves breaking into King tropes, but it's a classic Stephen King stuck in bed suspense story. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, well, here's a funny yeah. plin, plin, I was going to say plot synopsis. I was trying to make it one word, save a little time. Sure. Um, but here's a funny plot synopsis courtesy of intrepid pictures. And uh-huh. it goes like this. When a harmless game between a married couple in a remote retreat suddenly becomes a harrowing fight for survival, wife Jessie must confront long-buried demons within her own mind and possibly lurking in the shadows of her seemingly empty house. Yeah. I don't know if I agree that it's a harmless game. It, <laughs> um, 
it verges on a bit of R word uh, twice. Yes. So, I mean, we might as well. (laughs) Like the first 15 minutes, everything kind of. Oh, this is a a nice, tidy setup. We get into it. This movie is like about 90 minutes and it fucking cruises. Yes. Um, So our our married couple, they're heading out to their their lake house. Um, They get there. There's they they see a dog on the way there and uh, Jesse goes to she gets some steaks out of the fridge yeah. and goes to feed the dog and then Bruce uh, Greenwood uh, Gerald is uh, he's like those are two hundred dollar portion uh, Kobe beef steaks you're They're giving from that stray dog Kobe they're from Kobe uh. um, <laughs> so whatever she so she's feeding the dog and then he's like come on we're going inside we're gonna fucking do this here. Uh, and they go inside and like, I don't, the shot of them like walking in and like leaving the front door open. Right. And then you're like, uh, and, like knowing what's going to happen. You're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, she puts on like, uh, like a, uh, like a, like a nighty, I don't know, like negligee kind of thing. A slip. Uh, a slip. Um, and then, uh, Gerald comes out with the handcuffs and he's like, he wants to handcuff her to the bed. So she plays along, and then, then he starts getting more aggressive with like the, uh, the more like sexual assault kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, I mean, angle. He he like pops into the bathroom to take a Viagra. Take a Viagra, and when he comes back out, he's role playing as a rapist. An intru- yeah, an intruder. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she quickly becomes very uncomfortable. Is like, right. stop doing this. And that sort of um, boils over into like a much bigger conversation about their relationship, right? So she, so he's like he. It seems like he thinks that she's playing along, you know, because he's like, you know, I want you to scream for help mm-hmm. and like do all that kind of stuff. And she's like, uh, she's like playing along at first, and then like she she starts like really not liking it. So she's like, no, you know, stop, stop, and whatever. And then eventually she like kicks him off and she's like, no, I really want you to stop. And right. And then it sort of turns into this thing where, you know, he's like, what, what is like the big deal? And she's like, I don't even know like who you are. Like, what is this that we're doing here? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So, and then, <laughs> and then Bruce Greenwood has a heart attack and fucking dies. Well, the uh, kind of the very last thing that happens um, he's, she's like, so they have this conversation. She's like, so fucking uncuff me. And he's like, what if I, mm. d-? he's like, no, what if right. I don't? Right. And it gets like really kind of like, it, it removes any doubt that this guy just had like a dark fantasy that was otherwise contained, you know, like, right. It, it's, it's clearly like this dark part of his personality. That's just like emerging. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. I mean, when, um, <laughs> so in watching this, right? You remember when uh, all that stuff about Army Hammer was coming out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He likes so, to eat people. Yeah, yeah. He was he was into like he was like I'd like to drink your blood and, and whatever else. What other yeah. creepy shit? He was like DMing someone. <laughs> but one of, one of the other like send uh, blood th- pics. Yeah, yeah. Send blood. Pics. Uh, one of the things that he was into was. Uh, uh, CNC consensual non-consent, right? So essentially rape fantasies, right? Yeah. 
Um, which like, I feel like if you're a guy into rape fantasies, it it's is a bad look. Very, <laughs> very different. That does not, it's, that's it's not a, a two way street. No, I don't think that's a two way street. I, I think that that's like, uh, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I remember that coming out about Army Hammer and being like, well, that's kind of like fucked up and whatever, right? And then uh, and he's like, know, actually, this is the least fucked up thing about yeah. me. This is yeah. the anglerfish light dangling in front of my gaping <laughs> maw of sexual depravity and right. sadism. Oh man, if you think that's fucked up, you should stop reading now. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, right. And he's like. I just want to eat your brains. <laughs> so I figure we, yeah, about. figure we start with a little CNC and then move on to me killing and eating you, uh, man. And then, and then, and then I come, you know, probably. what's he's literally the fucking, have you seen Deadwood or you still haven't seen Deadwood? I've not seen. I Deadwood. just remembered that I've asked you this recently. There's yeah. a guy on Deadwood. Who's like a fixer for, um, God, what's his name? George Hurst. Okay. He, George Hurst is like a character on the show. He wants to like develop this town or whatever. Yeah. You know? And um, this guy is like he's like a he's like a sexual sadist. Like there's a couple of like brothels in the town, and um, pretty quickly he goes from just like wanting to like beat these women that he's he's paying the paying for time with to uh-huh. just like killing one straight up. Right. And it's basically Army Hammer. And in both <laughs> cases, I think they're like m- from like moneyed families, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, right. Army Hammer is literally from the Armand Hammer, <laughs> fucking uh, family, which is. I feel uh, like that's that, too much. It, that's too on the nose. <laughs> that is like such a good argument again. Like that should be enough to overturn Citizens United. Like the idea mm. that a corporation is a person is like if you name your kid after right. a company, they're gonna want to eat people. <laughs> right. They're going to internalize that mentality yeah. and immediately resort to cannibalism. They just think they could do whatever they want, like eat people. <laughs> um, Although the yes. more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking. <laughs> I just start turning into like a pork chop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, well, uh, Dan, uh, I'm, mira- Dan, you, uh, I'm there. What, uh, I'm miraging. I need to ground myself. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, Give me my fidget what, spinner. What have you, you been basting yourself in uh, over there? <laughs> Is that rosemary? Yeah. Um, so, so, <laughs> so uh, Gerald dies, right? And uh, uh, Jesse like kicks kicks him off, and I mean and that alone, her kicking him off. Yeah, I'm so in with that. It's just like the yeah. most visceral. Yes. Just like he's he plays dead weight really well. Bruce Greenwood does. That uh-huh. seems like a really hard thing to do. And he just kind of nails it. Yes. And uh-huh. the way he falls to the ground is just like, oh, such a sickening thud. Yes. You really it, feel right. it. It's like, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> so uh, almost for the rest of the movie, uh, it's Jesse uh, just handcuffed to this bed unable to move um (laughs) she spends uh a few hours you know calling uh calling gerald's name trying to wake him up Mm -hmm. 
he is dead, so he's not waking up. Um, and then the dog uh, that she was feeding earlier uh, walks in the room. That and uh, sorry, that first yeah. shot of the dog oh is a nightmare. Yeah, Whew. that dog, that dog is like, the dog's fucking scary looking. Yeah, that's I'm a well cast dog. Yeah, like it's um, it's some sort of shepherd, but it's like it's like. Uh, very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fur is like very dark, so you could really like the the face is like this dark face, and you could see the eyes like yeah very clearly. And the first shot they get it from that angle where like the yeah. light is like you know yeah. gives it laser eyes basically. <laughs> right, the laser eyed dog. Yeah, but it's so you just see these like bright lit up eyes in just like a field you know a face shaped field of darkness. And that does come up again uh, a little bit later on, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, and I gotta say, I'm not like a, I'm not like a dogs. I'm not like afraid of dogs. I don't think dogs are very no. menacing, except of course for pit bulls, who are by their very nature vicious. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. We all uh, know Bert is my dog. <laughs> we all know he's Bert that is my dog. type of guy. Um. Yeah, so, uh, and the dog starts, like, taking bites out of Gerald. Mm-hmm. Just starts eating. Just, like, and, and she, like, tries to shoo him away, and she throws a book at him. And, boy, what a book to throw away. I would have said, wait, Jesse, wait, don't do that, Carla. You should read that you book, should, because it's probably a great story. It would probably be great to adapt into a, what, ten-part miniseries? I think it's only, like, seven or eight, but, yeah. On oh, Netflix. restraint. Flanagan's a master. Oh, fucking restraint. Yeah, she throws a copy of Midnight Mass at uh, at the dog. Yeah. Which, so in this in this world or whatever, Midnight Mass is a book, and it's I, I don't know what the author's name is, but the author of the book is the character that Katie Siegel or Seagal plays in the movie Hush, another Mike Flanagan movie. So. If it were Katie Siegel, she'd be like, hey, motherfucker. You know. <laughs> Katie Seagal? Oh, did I say the wrong one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's too bad. I guess if she's Katie Siegel, she steals my french fry at the beach. Yeah. If she's Katie Siegel, maybe she like uh, uh, like plays the piano to like a, a Muppet Dracula kind of thing <laughs> and shows her dick in a movie. <laughs> hey, there it is. There she she does a bad job playing Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So wait. midnight. So, midnight, uh, mass. Yeah, midnight mass. So I. I get. I mean, I guess we would have to do it as a a Patreon thing, but I think we we definitely have to talk about fucking midnight mass. Yeah, that, that shit was so. Good. I loved it. It's a perfect opportunity for me to talk about how something is an allegory for capitalism and. <laughs> um. Because boy, is it ever. And and late stage capitalism at that. Yeah. So I, I feel like that story is like the most Stephen, not Stephen King, I guess, non Stephen King, Stephen King movie or series, whatever, uh, that I've, I've seen in a long time. Like it's, but in a good way. Yeah. Like it's so well, well done. It, it gives off the, uh, the, the vibes of a Stephen King, like an earlier Stephen King story. While being like original and I don't know, just having some really fucking terrifying shit in it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Also, one of the uh, 
that one of the greatest endings to anything. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. All right. I won't get into it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, is like not... you know. I did my. I've said my piece about the Stranger Things show, but mm. I also got to say that Midnight Mass is like my counterexample. Like that's how you really pay homage. Yes. To the King Man. <laughs> the Kingsman. They're at the Kingsman. <laughs> uh, all right, so, um, <laughs> so she, uh, Jesse is, she's handcuffed to the bed, and then out of nowhere, Gerald gets up. And he starts talking to her and she's like, please uncuff me. And, and he's like, you've been laying there for about five hours now hmm. and I haven't moved at all. <laughs> um, and, and basically he's like, I'm dead <laughs> on the floor here. Uh, the, you're losing your mind. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Which is, I mean, that's, and then, and then there's, uh, th- so he he does like this, you know. I I didn't pull any. I should have pulled more of the fucking uh, the dialogue here. But he basically talks about like, um, you know, their relationship, whatever. And then like, what is she gonna do? Because you know, how long do you you, you know can somebody live without water? Mm-hmm. Uh, three days. Well, maybe <laughs> at best. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like. Just shit like that. Like, when's the sun going down? It's going to be dark soon. What happens in the dark? Uh, fucking scary shit, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then she, <laughs> there's a shot of her, like, wiggling out of the handcuffs. She uh, gets her hand out of one of the cuffs. And then she she breaks the bed post that the other cuff is on, right? And she's about to, like, make her escape. And then... You know, uh, ghost or vision, uh, Gerald stops her and he's like, well, yeah, but you're still tied to the bed (laughs) and they, they, they flash back and she's still there. It was just, again, another like hallucination, but now there's Gerald and there's Jesse who are up and walking around talking to Jesse who is chained to the bed. Yes. I, I loved this fucking, this aspect of the story. I thought this was I don't know, just a lot of fun to see like it, it essentially like a, an angel and a demon on her shoulder. Like one's trying to help her. The other one's like, you should just give up mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I really liked it. It seems like, yeah, for, for the story that this ends up telling, it's like just the perfect device. Right. Right. Like he's sort of just this, looming stinking presence in her life he's just laying yes. there festering spiritually <laughs> and now physically uh-huh. and slowly slowly over the course of the movie she herself is the one who gets her out of this problem as she says right. at the end like gerald represented comfort for her you're right and and that is not um necessary or helpful in this situation now that's correct yeah that Device uh-huh. is an invention of Mike Flanagan's for the movie. I figured that it wasn't part of the book. Yeah. Oh, you figured. Well, it just it seems like it was a way to get around like all internal monologue yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh God, could you imagine the version of this movie where she's just monologuing from the bed the entire time? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like 
kind of early on when she after Gerald dies, she does start like kind of talking to herself. Mm-hmm. To which I was like, I I really hope that this is not the whole movie is her like just talking to herself. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's not cinematic. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. This not. I mean, not only did he invent that device, but I was like, I was looking at interviews, and he. He's like a Gerald's game guy. Like he talks about this book like it's like an er text for him. Like yes, there's an there's, yeah. there's an interview where he said something like this is impacted or informed everything I've ever written. <laughs> I've been yeah, I've been incorporating elements of that story into my work ever since, consciously or unconsciously. Right. He's a Gerald's game guy. He's a Gerald's guy. <laughs> Gerald's yeah. Mike. <laughs> Ruth's Chris, no, I, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. When he, so like he had he had done some other like horror movies and stuff before this, and he had the opportunity to do a Stephen King, and and he like specifically requested this. He was like, "This is my shit." Like, yeah, <laughs> I, if I could ad- adapt anything, this would be the one. Right, and it's it's so funny too because like not only is I guess you know, by Stephen King fans, like this has just been regarded as unadaptable because mm-hmm. it is one character and it's all internal monologue. Um, but people hate the ending of the book. So oh, I don't know what the ending of the book is. It's very similar to the ending of this movie. All right. So well, we, we don't have to talk about it. No, so no. Yeah, we won't, we matter. won't talk about the book and we won't talk about the ending of this movie yet. <laughs> right. but, but, um, it j- point being just like, Interesting, very brave choice for him to take this on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely easier adaptations he could have done. And he did the, the son of a bitch did it. <laughs> son of a bitch. Yes. He's a, he's a SOB. So yep. n- it's, it's nighttime at the lake house. Yes. You might say. <laughs> you might. You might even say that it's nighttime. And... Well, um, so on the drive up to the lake house, you, you can't, I didn't hear it. I had subtitles on. So that's the only reason I caught this. Oh, was it on the radio? It's on the radio. They're talking about, um, graves being robbed and, you know, corpses being, um, we'll say fucks. Yeah. Fucked. (laughs) And jewelry and bones going missing from the corpses. Yeah. Um, and some bones being introduced. <laughs> hey. Okay. So you do hear a little bit about it. Mm. Um, and you may remember, dear listener, when we mentioned the door was open. Ugh. So she's kind of laying there. And right. She, so she's already been having hallucinations, though. Yes. So that's like a big part of this. <laughs> right. Um, and the, the, you kind of hear some stirring and that's the other thing I really appreciate about this movie. It's very quiet. Yeah. The music is sparingly deployed. Yeah. yeah, There's barely any music in this. Mm -hmm. And so the dog, you hear the dog like whimper and get spooked and kind of run down the hall. Right. And Oh God, (laughs) it's so terrifying. So she so the dog runs away. The dog is like outside. So um, Jesse wakes up. She she had passed out, and uh, uh, she hears the dog outside. And and then like she she can 
Like, see something in the corner Jeez. of the room. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. Uh. So, so she sees something in the corner of the room and this, just like this enormous figure. So this guy, um, this I, I've seen him before. He was in, oh, you're the, talking about the actor? In, the actor himself, Well, that's yeah. not scary to me. No, he, uh, he was in... Uh, I know him from Twin Peaks. Yes. Right? He's been in some stuff before. I mean, very, very recognizable face. Uh, he was uh, Lurch in the Adams Family movies, right? Carol Stroiken, I'm, I'm guessing is how it's pronounced. Yeah, Stroiken. Yeah, that's, yeah. You, you may also recognize him from Men in Black. I think that's probably what I most recognize him from. He, right, he's the one who, he's like the guy who's standing next to the dog Right, who the dog is like the the one that they want to talk to, <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> so uh, this guy, he, and he's also he's like enormous. He looks like he's seven feet tall. Yeah, uh, very skinny. His like bone structure is also like very pronounced. So it, it in the with the shadows playing off of it, Jesus Christ, it looks scary. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, and <laughs> I think he he's. I mean, he is done up with prosthetics as well. So no, his yes, already exaggerated facial features are even more so. Right, and he is uh, seven feet. He's an even seven feet tall, according is he according really? to IMDb. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, and, he doesn't. And, and my goodness, fucking, his move though. Oh my god. Like he just moves out of the shadow into the into the moonlight a little he bit. He doesn't charge her. <sighs> no. He doesn't need to. He knows how know. scary he is. <laughs> no, he just very slowly steps into the light and he's wearing like some weird kind of flowy clothes. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even describe what he's wearing, but god damn it, it's so fucking scary. It's very scary. And then he like 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 Dan said, like he doesn't like come at her or charge her or anything like that. He like looks at her, right? They look at each other, and she's like, "You're not real," and all this stuff, right? And like as as a, as the audience, as somebody watching this movie, you're like, "Well, she has been having like hallucinations. Yeah. This could just be like a thing, right?" And then he he's carrying around like one of those like an old timey medical bag, yeah. And he opens up the bag to show her what's inside, and it's just bones and like jewelry and all this like. Shit, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, and another thing, he smiles at her. Yeah, <laughs> he just like, and it's like this weird, like, it's not like blood thirst. It doesn't. He's just placid, just yeah. showing her his treasures. And yeah, even at that point, I'm still kind of like, is this a real guy or is this really just like the looming specter of death? Right, right. And I think uh, even. Gerald, that's what Gerald is saying. He's like, you're you're probably hallucinating this, but what if you're not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, in my notes here, I just write, the Moonlight Man is terrifying. Dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> great name, great guy. Yeah. Moonlight M-O-N, Man. That spells Moonlight Man. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> uh so he then, then he just kind of goes away, right? She's just like, you're not yeah. real. You're not real. So it looks like he starts to move towards her, and then she like close her, closes her eyes, and she's like, you're not real. You're not real. And then she opens them, and he's not there, Yeah. right? So like, okay. And then so then she goes to sleep, and then she wakes up again uh, in the morning. And um, 
Yeah, she like her her limbs from being like stretched out or whatever are all like fucked up. Like, yeah, her wrists are. Yeah, yeah, the circulation is all cut off. Like, and and, and the uh, the vision of her that's still like that's like walking around the room is telling her, you know, move around, like move, kick your legs, like you know, get the blood flowing, like you gotta you gotta fucking figure this out or whatever, right? And uh, and they start. Uh, Gerald comes out and starts. Uh, he starts talking about uh, the Viagra that he's taking, mm-hmm. right? And how, like, at first he was hiding it from her, you know, and, like, that he needed it, right? And then... Um, and then one time she saw it, saw him take it, and right. then they never talked about it. He just stopped hiding it. Right, exactly. Which is brutal. <laughs> it's brutal, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of It's so heavy for an anecdote about Viagra. I, you know, it, like, I don't know. I, there's so much about this fucking story and this marriage and stuff that you're like, you find out like little things along the way. And you're like, all of these small things, like, I mean, not that, like hiding it. <laughs> you said it. No, I, didn't I did say, say it. it. No, nah, you're right. I, I deserve that. Um, no one deserves But all that. of these, like, all of these things adding up to them just being like so disconnected, yeah. right? Um. And then, so there's a, uh, um, do we, I think at first it's the water and then they start talking about her childhood, right? Mm-hmm. So she, um, and so the, the vision, Jesse, uh, is standing there and she's like, yeah, but she's happy that you're taking the Viagra. And, and they're, they're both like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, you, you know, don't you remember? Like he came over and he, you saw him, he, he took the, the pill. Yeah. And he and he he took a drink of water, and then he came over to the bed, and then they realized that he left a cup of water on the shelf above Jesse, where Jesse is chained up. Yeah the the reveal of that is like there's a there's a moment too where Jesse Jesse too Jesse outside the bed is like yeah um go ahead and give her what she needs right yeah, and he's yeah. walking toward her and yeah then yeah you watch him like replay the moment where he comes up to the bed to when he's still alive and he puts the glass on the shelf. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. So she (laughs) say it's in the middle of the shelf. So she has to like, like slide it down to the one side so she could get her hand on it and whatever. So tense. I am telling you, I was on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Her just reaching for a glass of water. I was on the edge of my seat. Masterful masterful absolutely I mean, masterful there there's so many like instances in this movie where i'm just like uh, like i you you have my attention 100 <laughs> percent. like i i i can't look away and it's like i mean not that it's like completely mundane but she's reaching for a glass of water and you're like i hope she doesn't spill it like she can't drop this yeah. you know and then she fucking gets the water and she brings it up to her mouth and she's probably about six to eight inches short from her mouth. Like her, she can't reach it. She was like, fuck. And and then Jesse too, Jesse outside the bed. Jesse outside the bed. Jesse outside the bed. She, bed, bed, bed. <laughs> Is that what it was? She, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Billy on the back, back, back. <laughs> um, she's like, okay, put it back where you could reach it. Right. So she does. And then, uh, then they start talking about the uh, like the lingerie that she bought, and she's like, oh, "I bought it brand new," and she like had to when she put it on, 
earlier, we saw her like take the tag off of it and she put it on that shelf also. So she reaches up and grabs a tag and like I didn't I didn't know what the fuck she was doing with it at first. Like she's just sort of like folding it yeah, in her hand. Yeah. But then, it and, it goes on for long enough that you have time to kind of like yes. get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is you're, uh, right. Masterful. She, and, masterful. Masterful. Oh so she's like so she rolls the thing up and she creates like a straw with the this like tag that came with her her lingerie and then and then she grabs the water and then she has a drink of water and and Jesse too is like don't drink it all save some for later whatever mm-hmm. and then they start talking about like they start talking about Gerald and like um like the you know all the, like the the forceful kind of uh, sexual stuff right mm-hmm. and then they start talking about well Jesse's like childhood right and and Gerald is like well what what are you talking about right. And then we cut to uh, a flashback of Jesse when she's a kid. She's, I think they say she's like 14 or 15. Yeah. And they go to this lake house. Uh, her father, played by, uh, what's his name, Thomas? Tom, uh, or Henry, Henry Thomas, Thomas from E.T. Right. E.T. and like a, just a bunch of stuff now. Yeah. But he, so Henry Thomas's dad... Um, they're, they're planning this, uh, boat trip, right? The whole family and young Jesse doesn't want to go on the boat, right? She's just like, I don't, I just don't want to go out there. Boat right? stresses her out. She's scared stresses of the boat. Her, out. her mom's like real pissed about it. Yeah. She's like, she's such a daddy's girl and she, you know, she just, she, she's just being difficult and, and the father is like, well, I'll, I'll just stay with her. It's fine. And she's like, well, of course you will. And whatever. Right. So the mom and the kids, the other kids, they go out on the boat. And Henry Thomas and young Jesse, they, they stay back, yeah. right? And there, there's actually, there's an eclipse that's going to be happening, right? So they, they make these, like, uh, glasses that you could watch the eclipse. And, oh, my God, this whole scene, again, is just, like, very tense. Yeah, like, it's like... This, like, creeping dread. Yeah, I, this movie does a lot of like slow burns where you know exactly what's coming like a solar eclipse. (laughs) It just is slowly unfolding and it feels like cosmic and unavoidable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. So Henry Thomas basically starts like, you know, they start looking at the eclipse or whatever. And then he starts saying, you know, when you were a kid, you used to, you know, you were, you were like my little girl and you would sit on my lap and you know, whatever. And uh, you're too big for it now, whatever. Fuck. Just oh, like, no. I didn't realize we were doing that to the listeners earlier with the Patreon. What? Kind of being like, ah, forget it. You wouldn't want to do oh. that. <laughs> That's not... I was doing it more like um, uh, the monorail salesman from The Simpsons, where it's like, that's more of a Shelbyville <laughs> idea. <laughs> you're, you're... Yeah, you were, you were, you were just trying to market the the patreon the same way that uh the monorail guy did. yeah you, and not there were nefarious uh intentions yeah there. it was actually nothing like this yeah, <laughs> so yeah. get that out of your head uh <coughs> excuse me but you know what would make me feel better if you what? subscribe to the patreon <laughs> that would really help me or you don't have to if you don't want to. You do whatever you want. I mean, whatever. 
but if you don't, uh, never mind. Never mind. Not going to do this. Not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, pulling yeah, this thread that. any further. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's his fucking move. So, that, right. That's his move is like to make it to make all these things seem like they're her idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically manipulates her into like sitting on his lap while she's watching the eclipse. And then he just starts like jerking off while she's sitting there. Yeah. And she like, uh, you know, at first she doesn't realize it. And then she like, she does. And then he's like, no, just keep watching the eclipse. Just keep watching that and whatever. Right. It's creepy it's stuff. It's fucking gross, dude. I, I oh, saw so gross. many interviews that were like, and obviously like you're going to interview the stars of the movie. So it's not going to be germane, but so many yeah. people asking questions about like, so what was it like shooting in handcuffs for three weeks or whatever? You're right. And obviously that was terrible, but it's like, I always wonder, like, I was just like, how the fuck do you shoot a scene like this? I know it's crazy. Uh. And by all accounts, like the flan man's like a pretty good guy. Like, Carlo Gugino had nothing but like good things to say about how right. sensitive he was to like her needs. Well, right. I mean that. I mean not uh, what the new fucking um, the fall of the house of the usher. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they're filming that now, and that's like it was in the news recently because Frank Langella got fired off the project because he was being a fucking creep. Uh, he like there was some sort of sex scene between him and one of the other uh, one of his co stars. Yeah, and they. I guess they talked about it or whatever, and he was getting like too handsy, and they fired him. And like Flanagan was like, "You're fucking fired, man!" Like, but like yeah. you said, like by all accounts, like he's very like like respectful, and you know, yeah. people have a lot of good things to say. Obviously, like he has a lot of people that come back to work with him, right. A lot, right? So you know, it's also like, and I mean, you know, scenes truly horrifying. There, there doesn't feel like there's anything exploitative about it like just in how it's shot how it's handled and it's just like you know theme of the movie over like that seems very integral to the theme of the story altogether right Right. and it's just kind of you know not to like i think it's you're really setting yourself up for disappointment if you put too much stock in any artist as like a moral figure but of course it is like it's (laughs) very nice to see Someone seemingly have like a good head on their shoulders about this, stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah. How many people were like, "Oh, Joss Whedon's a good guy because all the stories are about women and all this shit," and then you're like, "Oh, well, actually, he's a fucking piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Joseph Whedon? <laughs> I didn't know his name was Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. Um, that guy fucking sucks. Yeah. How, so, uh, Cabin in the Woods, pretty good though. Well, yeah, Kevin. He didn't direct that. He just wrote Ow. it. But yeah, still pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, speaking of cabins in the woods, <laughs> so so you know, we get that scene there, right? And then we we go back to uh, Carla Gugino, uh, uh, you know, handcuffed to the bed, and like Gerald, ghost of Gerald, whatever is like, I didn't know anything about this and whatever, right? Um, and and. She says something like, uh, you know, uh, Jesse in the bed says something Jesse like, uh, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to like get away from all of it, all of that stuff. Right. Um, and then Jesse out of the bed was like, well, you just married the same guy. Like, yeah. you know, it, he's like, 
you know, he was this controlling older man, and then you just married another yeah. controlling, like, older man. They're even, like, they're even both lawyers, like. Yeah, they're, right, they were both lawyers and all this shit. They had all these similarities, and she's like, she didn't even put it together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, can't say enough, enough good about how well this story unfolds. Like, using right. stuff like the Viagra story and the nightgown. And like, mm. even I think before this, you get that story about him telling that joke to a client. Oh my, yes. Um, where he's basically like, he's like, what is what? a woman, but a life support right. system for a cunt or whatever the right. fucking line is. Yeah. And that like, she spins that in her head to, life support system you are a you are a life support system your body is supporting your life so right. what do you need to do to ensure your survival here and it's like <laughs> i mean you know that's pro that's gotta all be from king styley right you gotta imagine like i imagine so yeah but just again like the device of having you know bruce uh, you know gerald out of bed and jesse out of bed it really just like it makes that shit sing, dude. Yeah, it really does. Um, the Gerald, uh, he keeps saying like, "Listen, you are going to like the the guy. That guy is going to come back, um, and he's going to kill you because he is death, right? Yeah. He and and he's like, you see that over there? Why you you can't even look over there for more than a second, right?" And he's like, he points to like a, a, a spot over where like the dog is laying down. And uh, he's like, um, th- this, uh, look, look over there, right? And there's like this big footprint in blood, right? Jesus. And you're like, fuck. Even, even that. <laughs> even that. <laughs> even that I mean, is- again, masterful. This Like Flanagan is just like, all of these like, I don't know, all of these like subtle things. Like, I don't know, they just... I don't know. This is like this is like a straight up horror movie, right? I feel like any other horror movie that you know they they would rush into something like there would be some sort of a altercation already between the Moonlight Man and her, or we would see him and he would like we still don't know if he's even real. Yeah. Like we have <laughs> right. the suspicions, but like we don't know. You you'd have like quick cuts and like music yeah. stings and all this shit, all that bullshit, and right? you don't actually need it. It turns out. No, if you know what you're doing and you know how to tell a story and shit, you're just like, oh no, we don't need yeah. that. <laughs> but that line, even just like being, being like, he will come back because he is death. Like, right. Again, I yes. feel like that's such like a great encapsulation of like what the movie's doing with like, you know, joining like interiority with like the real world around, like bringing her interiority out and vice versa. Yeah. Like, yeah, symbolically he is death, but he is also literally a real guy who's going to fucking kill you. Right. And yeah, a kind of every moment is that puzzle being solved. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Uh so um so the uh so Gerald and Jesse out of the bed, they start they're like they're they're talking about Jesse as a kid and um you know Jesse in the bed is like, it wasn't even that big of a deal. He never touched me. Uh, he only touched himself, right? And then Jesse out of the bed is like, well, what about later on in the bedroom? And Gerald's like, what happened in the bedroom? And and she's like, nothing. We just He just talked, right? 
and then we get that scene where my god almost oh god. it's like almost worse than the eclipse uh, like yeah. it it goes on for so it goes long. on forever jesus Christ. it's probably only like five minutes in the movie but it feels like like 45 minutes it feels so long it's brutal and just like man again i mean just it's just a there's not a bunch of crazy camera work you really just get that one shot of him from yeah. uh jesse's perspective uh-huh. he's sitting next to her on the bed and he's like kind of looking over his shoulder and he just has like the perfect face for this because <sighs> it just like it makes him look like it doesn't look like him you right. know it's like yeah, yeah. Just something about the angle and the way that his like chin kind of like tucks into his neck, it makes mm-hmm. him look like this other thing. Even yep. it's really, really incredible. Yeah. Um. So basically, uh, Jesse's dad, uh, you know, sits her down and he's like, you know, uh, he, uh, you know, he's like, we shouldn't have done, uh, you know, I shouldn't have done that. That was, that was wrong. I'm so sorry and whatever, right and we have to tell your mom, right? Yeah. And he's like, we, you know, it was, you know, we, we just have to tell her. And, and young Jesse's like, well, w- you know, why do we have to tell her? And well, you know, she's going to find out sooner or later because, you know, you can't, you're, you're not going to be able to keep it a secret. And, and just like all of these like manipulative things, right. To make it so young Jesse, uh, keeps this a secret, right? She, that she never, she never tells anybody. And he, again, he makes it seem like it's her idea yeah. to not tell anyone. And he, and he's like, "Are you are you sure you're going to be able to do it? I mean, I know I can keep a secret, but can you keep a secret? Like shit, like yeah. that." Just Jesus uh, Christ! And when he's like, "I mean, because uh, it's not just your mom, right?" You may want to tell friends in a few years. Maybe oh they God, tell yeah. you a secret. You want to tell them your secret. Yep. Yeah. It Right. Oh, God. It's like, yeah, it's so like, uh, it seems so thought out on, on the father's part there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they have that. And, and she basically like, she says that she'll never say anything and whatever. And she promises and all this shit. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, great. Uh, why don't you come down? I'm going to grill. Right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Uh, like, uh. Well, there's also the um, the moment where she's, like, looking back on it, and she's like, and the, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. the only, he's like, the only time you told the truth, you couldn't look me in the eye. And he's like, you know, you see him just, like, kind of staring out into space. He's like, I don't know what came over me. Maybe it was the, the fucking eclipse or something. And he's just, like, right. making excuses. And, like, there's this moment where he just admits that he's kind of mortified with himself. Right. And then it's right back to... But, uh... Everything is fine, right? Yeah. It's... Ugh. So, um, in that same scene, right? So, uh, Henry Thomas walks out of the room and... Jesse like lays back on the bed, right? Like she's upset. And she she's like she's posed out with like her arms like out, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, okay, well this is like imagery of, you know, uh older Jesse like chained to the bed. Yeah. And and then you hear like a licking sound. And and young Jesse looks down and sees the moonlight man licking her feet. Eyes glowing red. Oh my god. Dan. Dan. 
I didn't like too it. Scary. I did not like too it. Too scary. <laughs> uh, and then and then Jesse, older Jesse, wakes up in the bed and it's the dog licking her feet. Uh and and she kicks the dog away because the dog now has been, you know, munching on Gerald pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, he's starting to turn. <laughs> and But my uh, goodness. My yeah, goodness. She, the way those images just sort of pile up and coalesce uh, and they say it pretty explicitly at a certain you know, toward the end where she's like, This is just it's this same shit over and over again. It's like right, all these yeah. things you can't confront. And yeah, he has eclipse eyes. He's doing dog stuff. <laughs> he is the moonlight man. He is the moonlight man. Um, yeah, that, that shot of him licking the feet though is just fucking, ugh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, then we get, you know, some more of like Gerald, like telling her that she's, you know, not going to make it mm-hmm. essentially and all the stuff. And at one point, he says, all things serve the beam, Dan. Yeah. All things serve the beam. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't need that, honestly. Is, I mean, I'm sure that's in the book, though, don't you? right? I mean, no like, doubt. This guy fucking loves that fucking beam. He loves dude, the beam, this guy dude. can't stop thinking about the beam. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. He certainly serves that fucking beam. <laughs> Serving his beam all over the page writing that bullshit yeah i didn't need it i don't need that shit no i i don't think it fit in the story at there all. there are a couple of very ham-fisted king references that i did not care for the cujo thing felt very forced right and it's also like we're in a universe where stephen king exists but Midnight Mass is a book written by. <laughs> I like. Somebody I do. Else. I actually. You know what? The more I'm thinking about it, I like him establishing a turf war where it's like, no, your books are in my books. My books are real. <laughs> or my, yeah, my, books, my movies are real. I write good books. Yeah. Your, and they're in in your book. Your books are just little fake stories in my books, which are real. <laughs> and also movies. My books are movies. Um. So we, then we. Um, it's daytime again. It's daytime again. And then we get the scene where like, uh, out of bed, Carla Guccino, she, she says to, she says, I, I don't remember the exact wording of it, that all these things, like they happen like pretty fast. Mm. And, and so Jesse out of the bed is like, um, you know, you've already done, uh, you already know how to get out of this. Right. And, She's like, she doesn't get it at first. And then she like realizes it. And then it cuts back to her as a kid. Right. Yeah. So it's later on that same day, they're at the dinner table and they're talking and they, you know, uh, her mom is asking her like, how, how was the eclipse and you know, whatever. Um, did you have a good time with your dad on, you know, watching the eclipse or whatever. And then, and young Jesse is holding a glass and she breaks the glass in her hand. Right. She crushes it. So, uh, uh, you know, they clean up her hand and everything, and she wraps it up. No, in, I think, notably, her dad takes her out of the room to clean her hand. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. as he's, and like, kind she of... looks yeah, back. He's, yeah, yeah, she looks back at her family as he's pulling her out of the room. And they sort of, like, fade into blackness. Yes. You know? They're all staring at her, and they just go away. Right. Jesse even says that, like, later on, you know, after that happened, like, she never felt like part of the family ever again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she, they clean her up, and then she's like, okay. Uh, she knows what she has to do, so she. <laughs> they're like, 
and and Gerald is like, well, you're going to fucking, if you do that, you're going to kill, you're going to die. And she's like, I'm already going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, before blood coagulates, it's slick as oil. Right. Okay. So she takes the water glass that's been up on the shelf. Right. Oh boy. Uh, this whole fucking scene, man. So she takes it, she breaks the glass, right? She takes one of the shards and like sort of jams it into this crack in the shelf. And then she uses, uses a piece of glass to like cut her wrist. And then like, she sort of like forms a T where she like goes across her wrist and then like straight up her palm. Yeah. Right. And then from there, she starts pulling her hand out of the, the cuffs. Right. And this is this is like the most gruesome shit. Right? I honestly don't even like talking about this. <laughs> I know you're like Jesus. you're wincing right now so hard. She so she fucking like the skin is pulling away from the bone. You see so much of under the skin. Uh, not not the movie under the skin. <laughs> they do they do take like a, an hour to show you so much of under the skin. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird detour that the movie takes. <laughs> but a great but great I mean, little film. So it's a great movie. Why not yeah. spend a little time in that world? Be like, hey, it could be worse. <laughs> could be you worse. Could you be could be getting the at... goose sucked out of you in Lake Johansson, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she she's like. You know, when they, when, when, uh, whenever like a, a guy gets like his ring caught on something, right? And like it like pulls the skin off of the finger, they call that degloving, right? I can't think of, there's no medical term or whatever more upsetting than degloving. <laughs> yeah, Nothing than is de-gloving. more what it sounds like than that <laughs> in the worst way. So she's like essentially, like I thought it was going to go all the way. I thought she was just going to, like deglove her whole hand, which that's what it looked like. But then eventually, she gets her hand to slip through the fucking uh, uh, the the cuffs, right? Yeah. And uh, you know the skin is still mostly on there, um, so she she's bleeding. You can see now, the big so she, flaps, but yeah, oh, it's yeah. on there. Uh, <laughs> so then she like she grabs the bed and she starts pulling the bed towards the uh, the bathroom, and then she gets the key. And she unlocks herself. Oh, my Fuck God. Yeah. So agonizingly, though, because she has to pick it oh up with her partially oh degloved God. hand. Yeah. And she's shaking. And she's she drops it the first time she tries to pick it up. Yep. And you're like, oh, my God, don't drop the key. And then she puts it in her mouth. And she uses her mouth to unlock the other cuff. This whole scene, like I said, like the whole movie is so tense. And like I, Carly Kajina does such a fucking good job yeah. of this. Of like that, that, that like the adrenaline kind of thing of like, I, I'm bleeding so hard out of this hand. This hurts more than anything I've ever felt in my yeah. life. Yep. <laughs> and like, I'm shaking and like all of this shit. Right. So she, she grabs some, uh, maxi pads, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. And like wraps her hand up and, and then she's making her way towards the key, uh, the car key. Right. And, and then she fucking passes out. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. and then the next <laughs> worst thing you could possibly yeah. imagine happens. She's awoken by that <sighs> fucking dog biting her partially degloved hand. Yeah. He's like, he's like gnawing on it real good. He's like, oh, good. You got me more blood. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, so, yeah, the dog is like kind of gnawing on her hand. Then she wakes up. 
She grabs the car key. And then the dog is like looking down the hallway and sort of like, you know, backs away from the hallway. Runs into like, the bathroom to hide even. Yeah. she The dog hides. And, and uh, so, so we know, like Gerald was saying this earlier, was like, you know, that guy's going to come back. He's going to take your wedding ring. And then he's probably going to take one of the bones. They're going to find you. And they won't even notice that one of your bones is missing. They're going to, they'll assume that, you know, this was just some, uh, they're going to look at you and say that she died hard. Yeah. And like, and just like talking all this like awful shit, right? So she, she looks down the hallway and who's there, Dan? Who is it? Don't make me say it. Say it. (sighs) The moonlight man. It's the moonlight man. (laughs) And he's just standing there down the hallway. And she, uh, what, what's her, what's her line here? She says something to him. Oh, you're made of moonlight. Yeah. She says that you're made of moonlight. It's right? like, buddy, and, I don't think that guy's made of moonlight. No, I don't think so. But she, she takes her wedding ring off and hands it to him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then she just walks away and he just like, you know, he just stands there like looking at her walk away. Right. And then she gets in the car, and then she like. That's backs pretty out. pretty amazing when you can flabbergast a guy who ate his brother in law and fucked a <laughs> hundred corpses across the state. Yeah, he's like that. He's like that. Look, I love fucking dead bodies, but that lady's nuts. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> no. <laughs> so as she's pulling, you know, she gets in the car as she's pulling out. I this was like. This was a moment for me where I was like, all right, maybe don't do this. When Gerald was Gerald is standing in front of the car as she's backing out and he just like kind of waves goodbye. I'm a little torn because I actually thought like Bruce Greenwood did a really good job selling that. But I think it's just so fundamentally a bad idea. Yeah, I don't think it's I mean, especially with like we find out that like. You know, all this time that we spent with Gerald and the ghost of Gerald or whatever, he's like a shithead. Right. You know, and like, it's not like, oh, he was like this sweet guy and like took care of her and he died, you know, uh, unfortunately or something like that. It was like, whatever. Like, so him like having like some sort of sweet, tender moment with her as it does. You're right. It doesn't really fit in with the story. Yeah. It's like it feels a little Return of the Jedi you know, at the <laughs> sure. at the big Ewok yeah. <laughs> at the Ewok prom. Yeah, yeah, the Ewok prom. It, yeah. But like it that's the thing. It almost works for me because like you know, that I guess like the, the intended read on that is something almost like she has to acknowledge that like now that she has has fully removed herself from this marriage mentally and unpacked right. so much, she's kind of at peace with things a little bit more and has like more of an appreciation for like whatever sweet side of him there, there may have been like, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think you really get that. I think you just get like a goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, goodbye, <laughs> Jesse. Right. I'll never forget you. <laughs> if anything, I think you should have seen him like through the window with the moonlight man standing next to him. Cause like, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, but I also don't think you should have seen that. Like, as soon as she puts her ring in that bag, like that is done. That's that, done. It should be so. done. That's yeah. done deal. So he's, she's uh, she's driving away, and then she's also like she's lightheaded, 
you know, whatever. She passes out. She ends up crashing the car, but be, she's found. Right? Pe- there are people that find yeah. her. Um, and then, and then, then we get like it's essentially like an epilogue, but uh, we see her, and we talked about this earlier. So there's like, so she, the end, like maybe 15 minutes or so, is her kind of narrating the rest of the story. Her saying like, um, you know, writing a letter to her younger self. Yeah. Um, and it's saying, you know, like, uh, <laughs> it talks about like, okay, you know, uh, she didn't lose her hand. Like her hand, uh, is still healing. Um, and, uh, it turns out that the moonlight man was, uh, I forget what his name was, but it's very like a, it's a it it's like, a three namer, which you gotta do for a serial killer, right? It's a three namer. It was like I, I want to say it was like very like a French or Cajun, whatever, because yeah. they're down like south. Um, she, and she's saying she gives Emerald Lagasse. M O O N. That spells bam. Moon, uh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, yeah, basically, basically, like it starts out with like this guy. He just he was robbing graves at first, and all these graves were like uh, desecrated, and things were missing. And then it evolved into him like uh, like attacking the bodies essentially, and like um, you know stealing bones, slitting. Uh, the corpses throats like weird shit like that then it goes to him fucking the bodies um when they eventually caught him uh they he was staying at his uh, sister and brother-in-laws and they when they go there they're both dead and most of the brother-in-law has been eaten mm-hmm. by the moonlight man and right? he's so, calling them his mommy and daddy yeah yeah that was weird yeah. stuff <laughs> um so they're ba- so the Moonlight Man is having his day in court. <laughs> Your Honor, my defendant <laughs> may may indeed well be made of moonlight. <laughs> Your Honor, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, let he who has not fucked a corpse <laughs> cast the first stone. I know I myself am a collector of stamps, rare and exotic <laughs> stamps. Who among us? Does not right. have our picadillos. Uh, what? Uh, my, uh, my client here, he, he just had one small ear collection. <laughs> several jars of, of human ears. Now, uh, now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I don't know about you, but I certainly don't always get on well with my in-laws. <laughs> Little chuckle from the, from the jury gallery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he is right. My in laws, right? My, my, I'm going to kill my mother in law. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eat my mother in law. Um, so uh, Jesse goes to the courthouse, and and she just like walks into court, and she's just like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah." It's like a, it's his sentencing too. So he's like yeah, standing yeah. in front of the judge with zip ties on, and yeah. she's just like, "Hey, b- you big fucker!" <laughs> yeah. Hey. 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 <laughs> and he and. Moonlight Man turns around and and he says, "You're made of moon." Yeah, no, he goes. He smiles. He goes, "You're not real." And he breaks yeah, yeah. out of his. He busts out of his zip ties. Yes. And he's like, "You're not real." 
Very, very strange. Very strange stuff. Um, and then she walks up to him and says, uh, I remember I remember you being bigger. It's, you're uh, you're smaller than I remember. Or, yeah, yeah, you're smaller same, than same I remember. Yes, thing. yeah, yeah. You're smaller than I remember, right? Which is like, so at this point, right, like she, she's been dominated by all of these men in her life, right? Her father and then Gerald. Mm-hmm. And like the Moonlight Man was this like massive person, right? Like physically yeah. massive, right? And this, and represented death. Yes. Right? Like it, honestly, it feels like that's one of the biggest driving forces for, uh, for Jesse to figure out how to get out of the situation, yes. right? Like Gerald keeps saying, like this guy is death. It, you know, he's going to come back and he's going to kill mm-hmm. you. Like that's what's going to happen. Um, so she's like, it, it, like even, I don't know. Uh, it almost it at, at a certain point it felt like uh, she she would have been okay giving up and just sort of like dying of dehydration in the 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 bed Mm -hmm. right but then this other like when gerald is basically saying you know the emts are going to say you know she she died bad or whatever the thing was like like he's gonna fucking like he's going to really hurt you and like torture you and like your last remaining moments of life are going to be torture right um so it, it seems like he was like this uh major like uh, imposing thing that she had to get over, and then she goes to court and she's like, "You were you're smaller than I remember you, right?" Yeah. And then Moonlight Man sort of like cocks his head. He's like, "Really?" Like he that's the the look yeah. that he gives. And then and then she just turns around and she walks away. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's essentially that's the end. Yeah, and pretty much. Like, and that's that, that's it. Yeah the the whole thing with like him being death or whatever. It's like. It's tough to, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, it almost feels. No, do it. No. Well, okay. Do, do whatever you're going to okay, do. Okay, I'll just do it. But the thing, the thing I want to be very clear about is, like, I'm not trying to, like, minimize, like, her childhood trauma. But, like, there's sort of, like, a, a heightening of, like, her, her body being attacked by these, these men in her life. Right. Sure. Like, Mm -hmm. like she says, like her dad didn't, her dad didn't rape her. Um, but then Gerald tries to. Yeah. Right. And then the last thing is death, right? Her just like horrible, like the unimaginable physical horror. And so this moonlight man is going to, is going to rape her, uh, alive uh, dead like all you yeah know, so the whole thing yes. and and so like uh, you know if the point is like her her survival depends on her reconcile not just like reconciling her past but just like yeah like breaking breaking those cycles like finally making a different choice and like engaging with her life like she describes it she talks right. about a dream she had about the eclipse where she's at the bottom of a well Mm-hmm. And she sees a woman looking up at her and she thinks the woman is her or something, but it's also like she's stuck at the bottom of this well or whatever. And it's right. just like, she's trapped down somewhere deep and so on. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. yeah. So it's her getting out of that well also. Yeah. But Hey, you know who else is in a well? Who's that? Well, you know who else is near a well? 
<laughs> Who's in a well? Who's near a well? Dolores. Oh, no, I know. Uh, we're, I thought we were going to get to, uh, what's it called? Uh, King Tropes in a minute, and then we're going to talk about all that oh, stuff. Whoops. I didn't <laughs> say Dolores who. That's true. You just said Dolores. Yeah, I would never say all Dolores right. You want to you get into segments? Do you have anything else, like um, any other thoughts on, like, um, I don't know, the the ending itself? Like her uh, – she, like – she also talks about how she um, – She's uh, after the uh, after she gets out of, you know, the whole like situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a story in the paper, but they the story, the reporter sort of buried all like the, uh, you know, the sort of details of mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, they also say that she took the money, the insurance money from Gerald's death and she started a foundation for kids who had experienced what she had so you know you know some sort any sort of like sexual assault or whatever and she says that she went from not telling anybody ever what happened to telling uh, you know telling someone every day telling some yeah telling anyone she thought it would help it would help um Um, so yeah i mean like i like that i think that's just like a very sort of like neat ending yeah for her for this like story arc um i don't love the device of the letter writing sure especially after a whole movie of like very you know like what is effectively internal monologue to then just like have someone just write a letter letter. it feels like a kind of a downgrade (laughs) you know like oh definitely like they figured out this great way to handle all of this internal stuff and then they're like We'll just have her write a letter to herself. <laughs> um, All right. One more thing. In, in that case. Oh, no, no I was ahead. just going to say one more thing about the ending. And yeah. obviously we don't talk about the book on this. This That's that's right. something we only do on uh, patreon.com slash kingmepod. But I do want to, there's like a pretty significant difference in the ending from the book when she sees the Moonlight Man in court. That part's the same. In, in okay. the book... And this feels very kingy to me. Uh-huh. She does not say anything to him. She spits in his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty good. But the doesn't it seem like with Stephen King and his endings, he's just like he writes like a thousand pages, and then he's like, ah, I'm just done. Yeah, it's know. like I don't know. How about someone says fuck you, and then they kill him? Yeah, yeah, and then they fucking yeah, they just they walk just away, beat done. the clown with a baseball bat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it always feels like his endings are like uh, I don't know, and then uh, you know, then the, then they die. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> then they die. Um, but uh, one more thing to point out with that line that you're so much smaller than I remember, and I yeah. didn't clock this till I saw Mike Flanagan himself talk about it. Okay, but that line is a repeat of an earlier line in the movie when she gets to the summer house with her family in the flashback, she uh-huh. sees the house and goes, it's so much smaller than I remember. And her dad says, that's cause you're so much bigger now. Uh, so it's like, once again, yeah. Jesse got huge. Oh, I like she leveled it. up. <laughs> All yeah. right. I like so it. I thought that was cool. That is segments. Cool. Segments. Oh, that hurts my parts. Let's, let's hurt those parts. Shall we? <laughs> All right, spread them. Yep. <laughs> um, it's time for a, um, a beat down, a parts beat down. 
<laughs> just kind of bash my parts around. <laughs> um, what, um, Dan, what hurt your I parts? I mean, sort of dovetails with what we were just saying, but that whole letter, the letter writing device really You're bummed right. me out. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this. It didn't ruin the movie no, for no. me, but you're right. What being able to take a movie or take a story like this, right? And which is like basically all internal monologue in the book and then turn it give it like this other device where it's like Jesse and Gerald like walking around the room talking to her and like she's interacting with them, which is like that's a really creative idea, right? Um I don't know. It just, it seemed like there could have been something else there that, you know, I don't know. Maybe, like, I don't know. Even if she was like, like actually talking to a younger version of herself, which she does. There is a part where she talks to a younger version of herself, but it is framed as this like letter. She's at a certain point, her younger self is reading the letter she's writing. And that, that I was like, come on. Yeah. That's some like uh, Keanu Reeves lake house (laughs) shit. (laughs) Quite literally, another another lake house. Another lake Damn. House. Yeah, they're, they're neighbors. They they use the same the yeah. mailbox. But it's even just like logically, it's like you're writing it to her, but she's not real, so she's you. So why are why is she reading know. it? My goodness. Yeah, I mean, like besides that, I don't know. Like like you said before, like the part where Gerald like waves goodbye to her as she's driving. Yeah, away, that was kind of silly. That was silly. Um, but. But honestly, like these these things are kind of nitpicky. Totally, you know. Yeah, um, I thought all things served the beam sucked. I really. Yeah, also, it was just totally unnecessary. Was, I get it that like Mike Flanagan's like a huge king yeah. guy, and he probably I you know that's probably something that's in the book. Yeah. And and you know Flanagan it's like a little slot for the piggies. Right? Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, I I know I I heard it and I was like, ooh ooh, let me yeah. let me roll like, around we, in that for a little we? bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm a disgusting <laughs> little pig. <laughs> it sounds like our parts hurt in the exact same way. Yeah. yeah. So all right, so our, par- our, parts, our parts are hurt the yes, same. Empathy. Uh, it's like midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Empathy. Um, it's like midsummer. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Oh yeah. Right <laughs> Good luck explaining that to your dumb friends. <laughs> Empathy. It's like midsummer. <laughs> what? Actually, your friends maybe if they if they don't like it, that means they're pretty smart. <laughs> you got some smart, good people in your life, good heads on their shoulders. Maybe they can yeah. talk you, you out. Should of, listen to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk you out of listening to this podcast, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do uh, shining moments here. Danny! Shiny moments. This is Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what shined for you? I, it didn't so much shine as glimmer in the moonlight. Yeah. That motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. So two things. You know, I don't want to dwell yeah. too much on it because we've said so much. Everything. I know. He's, he's, my, he's my guy. He's one of my guys. <laughs> he's one of your Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> right. You go on Marin. He's like, who are your guys? And yeah. You're like Moonlight Man. For, if he's my first you can guy. See it, you can see it in my persona on this show, how influenced I've been by the Moonlight Man. <laughs> but so I, of course, love that. I stand by it all time, like top 
top 10 creeper for me. Just an yeah, absolute 100%. fucking nightmare. Um, yep. And so exquisitely represented on the screen. Yeah. But speaking of exquisite representations, I really liked, and we didn't get into it when we were talking about the flashbacks, but I love the sort of like hyper real, not hyper real, that's not the right word, but like heightened surreal mm-hmm. quality to of the eclipse. Yes. That the yeah. way that the, like all of the elements of that shoreline are sort of crammed into the frame. Like everything's unnaturally close together. Yeah. I thought that was like a great way to sort of like convey it as a memory that first of all, all the sentences, senses are heightened, like all the colors yes. super saturated, but also that it's just like this vast landscape is like squ- compressed into just like, the frame of her mind. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. Thought it looked great it, and spooky. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Yeah, it's what great. What do you got shining over there? I mean, God damn. Uh, they're like, as far as, so I, I found this movie to be very stressful, very <laughs> tense the whole sure. time, right? That sounds more like uh, a hurt part situation. All no, no, no. I, but I, I, it, it's like in a good way. You know, it's the way that like you want movies to have some sort of a, an effect mm-hmm. on you. Like, it, it would be bad if you watch this movie and you didn't feel anything at all. You know, <laughs> be like, wow, that um, Gerald got a raw deal, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he was just trying to fuck. <laughs> That's the sad. This this is the saddest story I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I had to shut it <laughs> off after sad. ten minutes. It was I was crying. Yeah. I was crying too much, and you know this guy's just trying to fuck, and then I, you know, then I tried to fuck, and then whatever. and I did it, and I did a good job. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, so but, your shining uh, moment was having sex after watching the first ten minutes of Gerald's game. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, no, the uh, so there there were two parts I really like, and they're like scary or and gruesome but like when she's Rob, like sliding her hand sick <laughs> the parts sick, you dude. like are scary and gr- okay i'll hear it out watch yourself counselor <laughs> when she's sliding her hand out of the handcuff yeah. it was it was one of those things where like i i did have to like look away for a yep. second like it was it was just too much and i and i don't know whenever like there's so many movies out now where like you you watch gore and shit like that and it just has no effect on you whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? It's just like played up for you know scares, but it's never anything really. And this, you know, this was like so visceral and so it looked just so good mm-hmm. that it was just like it was too much. I couldn't watch. I it. I did like a oh yeah. <laughs> as it was happening. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, you totally. look away and you look back. You're like, it's still happening. <laughs> yeah, why is it? She got oh, her. Head just out do yet. it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, so that part, and then the part where Moonlight Man is licking her feet is that. It, I mean, it's like a split second. I don't, if it's two seconds, you know, that would be a mm. lot. But it's like it. It, it just like it pops on up there, and you're like, fuck. Because you like, <laughs> do you kind of hear it before you see it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you hear it happening. And again, this and is like, like a quiet movie. Like all the stuff no. in the bedroom is quiet. Right. So like you know, the the shot is on like young Jessie's face, you know, and she's laying there on the bed. And you hear the licking sound, right? 
So like, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, this is probably like, this is a, you know a flashback in older Jesse's head, mm-hmm. and and the the dog is licking her feet, yeah. right? Which turns out to be what the thing was. But when you look down and you see the fucking a moonlight man licking your feet, goddamn. My God, fucking, and not that's even some terrifying shit, man. And not even just the Moonlight Man. Moonlight Man with glowing oh, eyes, with the eyes, with the eclipse eyes. Fuck, Ho- what a horrible ah. film! Horrible film. <laughs> horrible. Can I be honest with you? Please. Let, I watched this movie right before bed last night, and I went to bed before my wife, so I turned all the yeah. lights off in the bedroom. I looked uh-huh. in the corner. I was like. I swear to God, if the Moonlight Man is in the corner of my room right now, I'm going to be so upset. Legally, you have to tell me if you are the Moonlight Man. I know my constitutional rights. (laughs) So I also, I watched most of this last night. I had like a half an hour left. Um, Because it just got to be too late or whatever, right? So I was watching this before bed. And I was like, I, I, you know, I turned off all the lights. I wasn't scared of necessarily the Moonlight Man, but I did spend the rest of the night having dreams uh, that were like too closely associated yeah, with the Moonlight yeah, Man. Yeah, different guys <laughs> licking your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many, too many weirdos <laughs> licking my toes. Doze on my ten... toes. I got doze yeah. on my toes. <laughs> I got ten weirdos on each little piggy. <laughs> Okay. King tropes. King tropes. If you said it before, you just said so. We'll add it to our running list of king tropes. Why are all the children always evil? What's so many one letters for people? King wanted to. Why are all the children always evil? King wanted to. What's so many one letters for people? King wanted to. Why's there always gonna be a greaser? King wanted to. You just need to trust this, guys. Go to flatline device. I drive. die <laughs> you like the fart don't you it's, it makes me it makes me laugh every time it's so stupid it's so it's good so stupid gotta uh, give it up right, to king myself tropes. for that one that of course was king tropes by me the mad lad himself <laughs> the mad yes lad. all right so uh king tropes dan what do you got dolores claiborne's uh, yeah, all over the place. Remember here, right? earlier when I mentioned a certain Dolores? <laughs> That's the one. It's Dolores Claiborne. Yeah. Um, See, so Dolores Claiborne, uh, you got the Eclipse, yes. right? You got Creepo Dads. Um, her, the dad in that movie was a, was a, a pedophile creep. Um, there's also like a theory that the, the woman at the bottom of the well is Dolores Claiborne. At the top of the well. Or I'm sorry, at the yes. top of the well. Yeah, yes. I I read right. a little bit about that and then I I was like, I don't like fan theories and I went about my business. Yeah, but yeah. so yeah, did I, you get farther than me? No, I, I didn't. I, I mean like but the other connections to it, like the, the eclipse and stuff like that, and the fact that like, you know, uh King has a tendency to, you know, uh merge, you know, universes and stories and things like that. Like oh yeah, like this this well is some sort of like wormhole directly to the two of them, right? And like, not for nothing, but they they do have like similar stories to them, like the the pedophile father and like, um, you know, in in Dolores 
Claiborne, she she's the one who has to like take the matters into her mm-hmm. own hands and kill the yeah. guy. Uh, in this, you know, uh, it's it's more much more internal that this woman has to overcome these things. But no, uh, yeah, I mean they share themes. Yeah, so it's like it's not only eclipses, but it's it's sexual assault eclipse. Like right. yeah, 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 they, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's clearly clearly de- very deliberate. And why not have it be Dolores? I say. Right, I mean, like it, during the eclipse in Dolores Claiborne, she—that's when she takes the opportunity to kill her husband, mm. and like, and he falls down an old well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some sort of connection there. Right. Yeah, and then just like the idea of like the bottom of the well, kind of symbolizing like this, just like death, I guess, or just whatever. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Yeah, like the nat- some kind of nader. I ain't talking about Ralph. I'm going to cut this part. <laughs> so, um, all things uh, also, serving uh, the beam. mention oh. of Cujo. Yes. Um, what else? Uh, somebody stuck in bed. <laughs> um, violently stuck in bed. Yes. Violently stuck yes. in bed. Um, what, what else you got? Um, sort of hallucinating um, your subconscious into I don't know I'm thinking like the dark half well, you, almost well you know um I got I got vibes of like um fuck uh, secret window at Johnny Depp secret one. window and riding the bullet I'm gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah. that's right. a little bit yes. a little bit like that as well yeah so yes. then on the, on a related note I'm gonna say uh dead guy telling you you're gonna like being dead <laughs> I, I'm gonna yeah. call that the dead man's where dead men's warehouse. <laughs> you're gonna like being dead. I guarantee. You like it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's also at, at a cert, at some point, um, I think it's out of bed. Jesse says to in bed Jesse that, um, or or maybe vice versa. It says something about like, um, you know, she. Uh, when she was younger, she like she got her period like a few weeks earlier, and that's when uh, her father like uh, assaulted mm-hmm. her. And somebody says like um, when a woman gets her period, men come sniffing around like dogs, which is the same thing that Carrie's mother says to her in oh. Carrie. Oh. The, the 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 they they smell the blood and you know they they come they come around all that yes. shit. Um, what else you got? I'm, I'm just about I out. I think maybe I'm, I'm feeling a bit tapped too. Okay. Yeah, so I think we can. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, there, there's a decent. Close amount. it up. Should we do it? Well, we've said so much about him. Or I wish I would have thought to do it sooner. We could have done a whole townie profile about the moonlight man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a deep townie. <laughs> um, his townie roots. Are that's deep. right. So I guess that brings us to our penultimate segment. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is... Where was Slimer? Where was Slimer? (laughs) Welcome to another installment of Where Was Slimer, where we answer the question, um, where was Slimer? Was he in this movie or was he in a different movie? (laughs) Maybe Ghostbusters. (laughs) Week after week... For the past, I don't know, five years of my life, 
yep. more. <laughs> you have asked. I have question. asked the question: <laughs> where, was, where Slimer? was Slimer? And oh man! So, so Dan, did you uh, see Slimer in this uh, this year? No, film? small cast. I didn't see him small either. cast. There's no yeah. no room yeah, for it's him. A, it's a tight yeah. cast. There's, yeah, there, there's no room for like. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't it have been yeah. great though? Wouldn't it have just been too much if it's like it's freaking um, <laughs> it's Carla Gugino and Bruce Greenwood arguing about their failed marriage, and then yeah. cut to Slimer also <laughs> giving her advice. He's just like, uh, "Have you tried eating hot dogs?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She finally gets out and drives a bus. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, like when when the Moonlight Man like opened his little bag of of trinkets, like maybe Slimer should have been. Right oh, there. what if what if Slimer appears out of the darkness and opens his bag and it's full of hot dogs? Of course, there you or, go. Yeah. All right, so no, no. Slimers. All right, ridiculous, it's a preposterous thought. And hey, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of, do we have to retire? Where was Slimer? I? Don't think so. I had someone okay. make me promise them we weren't actually today. Someone today. To, today. I swear to God, yeah, <laughs> today. Oh my God! Yeah. All right. So, uh, whoever that person is, it's it's uh, friend of the show, Susan. Yeah, well, made me. One, she was like, "This one's for you, Susan." She was like, "You're not retiring, that are you?" It's like, "Oh, honey, no." <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> oh no, I didn't say that. But, uh, all right. So this brings us. Yeah, to... speaking uh, of the great Kathy Bates. Yeah, there you uh, go. This brings us to our final segment. IMDb. They just cheated us. This isn't. Fair. That's another one. I think about the name of this thing. It makes less and less sense every time I say it. it's like IMDb. <laughs> I guess the idea is like well, we are, we are, we DB. are the we are the critics now, dog. Right. Maybe that's what this <laughs> segment should be called. What if it's called we are the segment we are the the critics now, dog, dog, and then the dog is Cujo. Fuck you, dog. All right. Okay. <laughs> I can right. see I'm being overruled on this one. <laughs> IMDb, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score on IMDb.com. Mm-hmm. 107,175 souls slash IMDb yep. users. It's a lot. It's, um, that's just a little less than one-fifth of the minutes it takes to measure a year. Yeah, there you go. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. Not a very good song, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but should we do uh, tick tick boom on uh, the Patreon? Oh my God, <laughs> let's do wanna... a whole month of Lin Manuel Miranda. I, not even as a joke. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to play with your fucking reindeer games or whatever bullshit. <laughs> I would actually <laughs> love to do an episode where we just review whatever footage of him rapping we can find. Oh, that no. one, that like three second clip of him quote unquote freestyling on the subway. I have not seen Holy that. Holy shit. I gotta, 
I'm going to play that for you. Not right now, because I'd have to dig it up, but it's yeah, yeah. one of the worst things I've ever heard. Uh, I'm sure. Anyway, 100,000, I mean, 107,175 souls uh, logged on to mm-hmm. imdb.com, uh, plugged in their username, their password, headed yep. over to Gerald's Game 2017. And they, when they searched Gerald's Game, they had to be very careful to click that and not the second search result, which is Geraldine James. <laughs> it's just very funny and someone be like what's her name it's something like oh my god i love her she's in the she's in my favorite show it's something like i think it's like gerald's game (laughs) (laughs) ah geraldine james that's it okay i knew it was something like gerald's game Uh, but that's not really a person's name it is a person's game so 107,175 souls <laughs> logged on to imdb.com and awarded yep. this film a weighted average score of 6.5 out of 10 stars. Robbie. Yeah. What do you think of all that? I think it's too I low. I think it's I think it's too low. Yeah. But the question I, I mean, like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Low by too low by how much? But you were going to explain I, before you gave your. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I like I said, I I did really enjoy this. I don't think there's, you know, there's some like like we said, like some nitpicky things to dislike about yeah. this. But overall, like as far as like thrillers go, and like the tension in this fucking movie, uh, I felt it the whole time. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I like like a seven point eight. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I thought it was just really good. Um, I, I, no, you know what? I'm going to go flat eight. I'm giving it an eight. I was I was going to go hard eight. Yeah. Hard yeah. eight. This movie is as good as... Is that what the movie's called? The Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Yeah, it's yeah, called Hard This eight. movie's as good as hard eight. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. That's like, that's <laughs> like the best movie. That's such a good movie. It's really good. But yeah, no, I unfortunately was also going to say eight, so there's nothing really to discuss here. <laughs> no, we're, we agree. And shows. The shows. Shows over. Bye bye. No. This is, this is, this is shows over where um, we just kind of. We fucking wrap it up. Not really. <laughs> not usually. Usually it takes like 10 minutes somehow. no this is gonna be a nice tight one i'm gonna say thank you guys for listening to our episode about gerald's game okay yep uh guys please rate your review subscribe to us on itunes you can also hey you can also rate us on spotify i learned recently oh you could do that too if you uh write us a review on itunes we're gonna read that bad boy right on the show here leave it you should write your review as Stephen King. Oh my God! And yeah, then, that's a that's a fun thing that we like to do. And this here. way, people read it; they're like, "Wow, Stephen King." Stephen King. He's created so many uh, bullshit accounts just to to praise <laughs> this podcast. He must. Wow. Love it so, so if much. they're, I mean, if Stephen King, a man of impeccable taste, big fan of the King Me program and Ukrainian fascist Stepan Bandera. <laughs> 
You didn't think I was going to go the whole time without mentioning no, that, did you? I knew it. Yeah. Uh, sadly, Mr. King got duped by a couple of Russian pranksters, and he didn't know who Stepan Bandera was, and they got him to say, I love that guy. <laughs> and it was very funny. Um, should we do the alternate sign-off? <laughs> wait, wait, I forget what the alternate Step sign-off was. Step in Bandera. No, no we're not doing it. We're not doing it. That's just, you follow us on Twitter, you see me say that kind of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, You can follow us on, speaking of Twitter, so follow us on the socials. Uh, Twitter, we're at uh, KingMePod. Uh, same thing with Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you could also email us at kingmepod at gmail.com. Love to hear from uh, you. Yeah. And then um, uh, we are also we have our Patreon. Check the notes if you want to check that out. Like we said earlier, we're doing a weekly show uh, called King Me Babies. And that is... Where oh, sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, sorry. No, that that's where we... we <laughs> no, uh, Dan is... Dan is winced. Uh, he's uh, like... It's like he's scared of the microphone. I, no, I go got ahead. so excited that now I'm shy and I'm embarrassed. No, no, you say it. Go ahead. Oh, you were going to do such a good job explaining what King Me Babies is. <laughs> King Me Babies is a, a weekly show where we're going to be uh, watching some short films uh, that have. Oh, uh, boy. Well, now, now, I, now I fucked it up. <laughs> oh, this is. This is embarrassing now. <laughs> All right, don't worry, Rob. I got this. King Me Babies. You do it. Um, fuck. <laughs> coming up on that 10-minute mark. <laughs> no, we already said what it was. Go scroll, scrub yeah. back and listen if you want to know what King Me Babies is. But that's a uh, weekly uh, mini episode. Kind of mini. Depends on the movie a little bit. It's a yeah, weekly episode. It's, usually, it's a weekly episode. It's usually under an hour. And... That um, is in addition to our bi-weekly uh, bonus show where we cover another feature-length film. Uh, yeah. Recent entries have included some Joe Dante movies. We uh, right. we got has our Rambo episode come out. Uh, by this point, yes, it, I think that came out last. Hell yeah! Week. So you so get those. That was oh, that was recommended to us. Um, well, so if you sign up for the Patreon. You can request a movie for us to do, and and uh, and we got requested from uh, from Kane, and he wanted us to do um, uh, First Blood, and so that was a real yes, treat. And not having seen it, I gotta say thank you, Kane, for recommending that because that is a weird fucking thing, <laughs> weird, a weird movie thing. with a weirder legacy, and yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, so if you sign up, that's five dollars a month gets you those uh, those two bonus shows. Uh, you get to recommend a movie to us, and legally, much like you have to tell someone if you're the Moonlight Man, <laughs> we have to watch your. We have, we to, have watch to watch it. it. We yeah. had to do tiptoes one time because someone told us to. <laughs> we did. I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't like that, <laughs> didn't one, like bit. that one bit. <laughs> oh, that's bad when we both say. Yep. Yeah. All right. No, this is it now. <laughs> Un <laughs> until done. next time, I of course am your Danny. <laughs> I'm I'm Rob. Okay, my Hardy. Aw, Stephen <laughs> King. Ben King. Uh